This is Scheme to Death with noted college football columnist Murph Baldwin delving deep into scheme and personnel as only he can do. And now, your host, Murph Baldwin. Baldwin. You already know what time it is when you hear the music drop It's time for Scheme to Death with your boy Murph Baldwin from Trojansports.com Man, it's been a while But you know I'm still on fire baby I'm still young and fresh like everybody at Trojansports.com No, we ain't one of them sites with dudes in their 90s Mad at people turning their hats backwards and all of this we had a young fresh material coming out with the film studies. We got the base, best beat writer in the business, my man Adam J. Maya, the best publisher there is, Chris Swanee Swanson, Chris P. Swanson, my man out there doing his thing, his one-two thing on the recruiting trail as well. And of course, man, I'm giving you that goodness all up in your eardrums, giving them eargasms with my mellow accent from the South. I got that. I don't think I have a southern accent though But that's up for you to decide You know what I mean But man what's new in Trojan land man I wanted to get some content out there man Because Ah man I miss talking to you Trojan cats And a lot of things have been happening We know the Trojans were on fire Coming out of the recruiting period And although it's been kind of slow for the 2019 class It's not from a lack of offering Because everything is going to be coming down the pipe Um, I know some cats in the south looking at SC So don't fret. You already know what the Trojans are going to do. They're going to close and close hard like they always do. But I had to do a couple of write-ups um, uh, here in the last um, however many weeks. I uh, did one on Munir McClain, a big, big old receiver, six foot five cat out of J. Sarah. Um, we already know his brother, Abdul, is going to put in work. So, um... My man be coming in as well. Six foot five Z receiver type. If you checked out the uh, write up I did on him, man, I, I wanted to do kind of a film study on him too, man, because you know I love Z receivers um, at the University of Southern California. Way back, started when I was a kid with Keyshawn Johnson, who was one of my absolute favorites. I used to call myself Keyshawn when I was out there trying to house them foods when I was younger and I played on offense. So um and moving on to to the to to more recent years, man, with with big guys like Big Mike Williams, Dwayne Jarrett, my man Patrick Turner. Patrick Turner was a beast. Uh he was kinda underrated, man. I thought Patrick Turner could do some things back in the day. Um, but he's playing with uh Steve Smith, who's my guy, man. That's Steve Smith. Not big little Steve Smith from the Carolina Panthers, but that's Steve Smith, who was wildly underrated. So Man, I was thinking about some of the damn Trojan teams, man. Those some crazy-ass receiving corps, man. Fred Davis, I remember being on that team as well. Oh, man, if you were a quarterback like a John David Booty, man, you had nothing but weapons. Nothing but weapons at your disposal. So, But same thing for moving forward, you know, so we'll see. But uh, I really did like what I seen um, from my man McLean, able to high point the ball. Uh, 50-50 ball situations is his. He, he That's what he is. Man. He, he's a basketball player right now playing playing football. 
Um, not as savvy as a route runner as you would like to see, but who is at that particular height when you're playing football? You're you're you're, you're barely uh, learning how to how to walk and chew gum at the same time. So by the time he gets with the strength and conditioning program, he's not a little dude either. So he's got a, he's 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 got some stuff behind him, man. That's why I liken him to like a Patrick Turner and these guys. They they have some 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 stuff behind them, uh, at least the frame frame wise to, to add. I could just tell when somebody can add stuff. So he's not going to be a, a, a little skinny type cat, man. He's going he's going to bulk up, and it's going to be nothing nice for the people out there. Also, did one on Jason Rodriguez from um, Oak Hills, and um, I like Jason. I like him more as a guard. I will I will say that I will like him as I will say that I I think his athleticism for a tackle could be lacking, but for a guard, I think it's pretty pretty good. I think he's a powerhouse kind of guy though. So if you're talking about running these pulling schemes, these gap schemes, uh, I think a man-on-man friction-type schemes, Jason Rodriguez is your guy. And he represents, I think, moving forward, what I want to see from the Trojans, what I've been saying for the past however many years that I've been covering the Trojans at Trojansports.com, part of the Rivals Network. But Jason Rodriguez is is that guy. So we can definitely see him, on to me, more on the interior. Uh, maybe he does play on the exterior. You just never know. But I look at some people's feet, and I think that he could get tri- tripped up. Uh, meaning if you can chain moves together, you a chain smoker, and you can get at this guy. I don't think he has – he's a depth of foot or a fleet of foot enough to to be able to recover from there. So in the run game, he should be money, though. But it's not all about running, especially at the University of Southern California. So he was pretty recent. Uh, I like what I saw from him. So a couple of commits there. Definitely more to come. Big-time players coming on the left coast there that that uh, we know coming down the pipe. So I want to get with my man Chris P. Swanson here pretty soon and just start doing previews of, of some of these kids and, and kids to look out for. Everybody wants to hear my man Chris get at it like that. So we'll see. But, man, moving on to the draft. I don't know if you guys saw my draft analysis, uh, pre-draft analysis that I had going on at Trojansports.com. But make sure you're a member of the site ASAP. Because we got that work for you, but man, I, I put in my thoughts on, on on everybody that had the potential of of, of being drafted. Um, I gotta say, I was a bit disappointed with SC's draft. I think there were a lot of talented players who didn't get drafted by SC. But then I think about the success, or maybe lack thereof, and I wonder if that's um, germane to the draft position of these guys. Even some of these guys could have been probably drafted a little higher. But obviously, man, we can start at the top with Sam Darnold. I said that I can't say that I'm the biggest Sam Darnold fan out there just doing film studies. I thought that he got away with a lot of a lot of stuff that could definitely crop it that could crop up in the pros. But he's so damn talented, man, that he just I don't know he just wins you over, but. I, I just thought that uh, a lot of the blame was being placed on on everybody but Sam, you know, when he definitely should have shared the blame. Man. And people were talking about the scheme, play calling, players around them, this and that. But I think the Ohio State game is when people started to come around a little bit to say, like, hey, maybe Sam should get a little bit of the blame. He's not exactly Superman like we thought. I thought he was Superman, Super Sam Darnold, what I called him. But – he ended up being a really, really good player. Uh, remember, they said he was going to be the greatest of all time at SC. He was getting all that, getting all that bank in the off season, man. You know, uh, and he cashed in on it. I would say for the most part, but not quite. You know, I can't say that he's better than my guy Carson Palmer, one of my all time favorite players. I can't do it. 
I still take Carson Palmer any day over Sam Darnold, but Sam Darnold's a very good player. I think he'll do good uh, for the New York Jets. Working with former USC offensive coordinator Jeremy Bates in that West Coast offense. Like I said before, Sam Darnold's a West Coast offense cast, so they're going to have to teach him to stay on schedule a lot more. Rhythm and timing offense, three and five step drops, rocker steps out of the gun, just be able to fire, which we know he can do with the best of them, probably the best at it. And then we know he can improvise with the best of them as well. It's just being able to make those snap decisions, but making the right snap decision, if you know what I'm saying. So um, definitely see them need to put a little bit more talent around him at the New York Jets, though. No doubt about that. So it should be pretty cool, man, to watch that. Uh, it, it, I think it sets up very well for him to be successful in that division with Tom Brady not long for retirement. I would have to think in the next three seasons, maybe, two or three seasons, which is crazy to think about. This dude's like 50 years old, still playing the best football in the entire NFL. All right, we'll go straight away to my man Rojo playing for the Bucks under the same coaching staff that used to be here with the Falcons. So I know the type of scheme they're going to run. Same thing, West Coast offense, zone blocking scheme. Just like I said, you know that man's a absolute killer with area blocking principles. So I would imagine that the coaching staff, Dirk Cutter and those guys, liking him to a star that we have here in Devontae Freeman. Uh, he's got a little bit more wheels than Devontae Freeman. Not quite as uh, shifty as Devontae Freeman. Actually, Devontae Freeman's not that shifty to me. He's more like a little small power back, like a five foot eight, two hundred ten pound power back. He's actually bigger than Ronald Jones, believe it or not. Uh, Ronald's got that length. Ronald's like a a gazelle or something like out there like that. So that's to be a really good fit. They haven't had a good running game to me since Doug Martin was like in his third or fourth year in Tampa. So it's been a few years since they've had a good running game. So they absolutely needed Rojo in that. And he fell right to them with the 38th pick in the second round. So kudos to that man. Uh, next guy, uh, Uchenna Nuosu. Man, Uchenna, I have to see how they do this with Uchenna because it's kind of weird. With the Chargers being a being an even front alignment based out of an even front alignment with having two of the very best edge players in the entire NFL and Mel Ingram and Joey Bosa. I just don't see where Uchenna would fit in that particular equation. Now, maybe they see something in him that they can move him off the ball uh, at an inside linebacker spot. I, I don't know. I don't know. I have a tough time seeing him play that. I think he's a natural edge player, but I guess you just never know. So maybe they want to have a rotation there. Maybe they're planning on losing one of these guys here in the next few years, probably Mel Ingram, and they believe he could be the next Mel Ingram. That would be the only way I could see that. But other than that, man, it would be tough for him to overtake a couple of guys like that. Both of those guys are extremely good, really good, but – Man, to have a three-man rotation of, of, of athletes that can get after the passer like that, uh, it's going to be worth his weight in gold, and you just never know with injuries. Um, Ingram had been in, injured in the past, so having some insurances or an insurance piece in 
Uchenanuos will be really good. So we get to see him block them shots like Matumbo. I'll get after the passer and play the run with a couple of guys who do just that as well. The same type of players, but probably a little bit more explosive in the pass rush game. Now, actually, a lot more explosive, I would imagine, because they're doing it in the NFL. So being able to learn under some guys like that, especially Melvin Ingram, Uchenanuos uh, also has it. He has it pretty good, I would imagine. So, moving on, Rasheen Green to the Seattle Seahawks with your man Pete Carroll, one of the greatest coaches of all time. Man, uh, that's what's up. We've seen players thrive under Carroll from SC before. Um, Malcolm Smith comes to mind. I I like this. Rasheen Green as a 4-3 defensive end. I, I, I like to see it. We know he's athletic. He blew up the combine. So playing him at a 6-7 technique, letting him get a feel, it's going to be off the chain. Or maybe they see something that we don't, and Rasheen Green's big enough to be like a 3 technique. I would imagine that they would play him very much so like they played Michael Bennett, who I believe left. I forget where Michael Bennett went to. You know what I'm saying? However, oh, no, no, yeah, that's right. Michael Bennett was traded. So perfect, absolutely perfect. Rasheem Green. I think he's going to be a, even a better NFL player than he was a college player. Sometimes it just works out that way, you know. Hopefully he's uh, definitely stays healthy and is able to show what he can do. But I think he can get after it in the 4-3 uh, um, alignment. I mean, anybody out there think differently? Think he deserves to be kind of a 5-technique, three 3-4 tech, uh, defensive end? But, man, moving on, what shocked me was that he was the last cat to be drafted. Oh, third round pick, top eighty pick, last cat to be drafted from SC. Only four players, so that's going to change. Uh, I think the class next year definitely have more than four players. May not have a marquee player, I would think, like uh, Sam Darnold. Well, obviously not. It's not going to be a quarterback, so it's probably hard for somebody to be drafted that high without being a quarterback. Um, on this particular team. So, I don't know. I, I think that it may not be as top-heavy, heavy, but a little bit more fruitful. You think about the secondary guys that came in, some of the guys who could leave off the ball, linebackers who could leave, um, not pushing them out or anything like that, but it's a you actually want that. I mean, they almost encourage it at Alabama. That's for the fact that they're stacked so much, and then it, you know, it, it encourages people to come in. You know, you don't have to think that you'll never get any playing time because most of the guys are going to be leaving early anyway. Yeah, they play, they don't red shirt too much, and these cats get gone. But man, come on, four players. Stephen Mac- Mitchell wasn't good enough to be drafted. Ah, uh, come on now, that's ridiculous. Uh Chris Hawkins. To me, Chris Hawkins should have been drafted by the Seattle Seahawks. Not signing as an undrafted free agent. So Chris Hawkins is a very versatile player there. Uh, I imagine them losing Earl Thomas here pretty soon. Not saying that Chris Hawkins is anywhere near the player caliber of Earl Thomas. But, man, I would like to see. Uh, I think he can man a single high safety role um, in, a, in a cover three defense. And, and and I think he could have some success there. We'll see. 
I think they have good enough coaching there. I would like to see them get the get the most out of him. But man, he's been a solid contributor to the Trojans for a minute. So has Vianney Telemaval, Nico Fala. Both of these cats undrafted. Now I can't say that I'm extremely surprised by that. I think at least I thought Telemaval could be a late round draft pick. But you know, to me, the Trojans struggled on the along the offensive line for the last couple of seasons. So I can, I can see that. Now Josh Fatu not being drafted. Where they do that at? As my as my folks say in Philly, uh, he's definitely a draftable prospect. Big cat like that with a lot of these teams still running odd odd front defenses. He should have been drafted, in my opinion, in the late rounds. Man. One of the cats I'm most shocked about not being drafted has to be Deontay Burnett, though. A smooth route running, catching cat like that. Nobody could find use to draft this guy. Man, I don't know. I don't know if they need better PR people or the pro day system is not not that dope there. I've heard of bad performances coming out of there before, but I don't know. I think Deontay Burnett, although not the fastest guy in the world, it doesn't matter. When you can work a slot like him, you have the type of route running ability that he has, and you're working him out of a slot where he can't be pressed, and he can be put in motion and everything, man, he's going to kill it. To me, he's going to kill it. And it's going to be some great value getting this guy as an undrafted free agent. So I would like to see these numbers go up next season. Please. But other than that, man, that's going to do it for me today. Make sure you get on over to Trojansports.com so you can copy yourself a subscription so you can get down with us, man. Oh, yeah, you cats caught my Talanoa Hufunga film study. I hope. Well, if not, if you're listening to this and you haven't, get over to Trojansports.com and check that out. Um, but you can catch it at the Top Billing Sports YouTube page as well. Make sure you subscribe to that and just, uh, type in, I guess, Top Billing Sports or whatever and, and, and subscribe or Top Billing Entertainment. T-O-P-B-I-L-L-I-N. Entertainment. But, man, Talano Hufunga is somebody, man, he might be my new favorite player on the team here, depending on how it shakes out. I love a cat that's extremely physical, but can also uh, D you up in man coverage and, and, can, and can float shallow zones, and I believe he can play a single high safety. He's that versatile. Imagine him alongside Bubba Bolden for years to come and some of the other guys that they have, Isaiah uh, Polamau. And some of these guys out there, man, I think it's going to be off the chain for the USC secondary here um, in the coming years, as opposed to more of a shaky style USC secondary here the past couple of years. But we'll see. I want to see how my man Iman Marshall does this season. Maybe this is the season coming back for your senior season when you were one of the most heralded recruits I can I could think of here in the past however many years. But Hufanga. Man, watch out for that boy. He's got my attention. I cannot wait to see this guy in action. All right. But thank you for listening. This has been Scheme to Death by your boy Murph Baldwin from Trojansports.com. I will holler at you boys later. Peace.